You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. In a world filled with cigars, craft beer, comics, movies, and video games, only two men are brave enough to search out all things nerdy. It's the Cigar Nerds Podcast! Hey, welcome to Cigar Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Smoking Joe. I'm Brad Jackson. And I leaned way too close to the mic, and it got loud as shit there for a second. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll take care of it in post. <laughs> I was super excited. Anyway, Brad's still here. Was that two in a row now? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I delayed you by a few days. <laughs> but at least you're here now. And... We're smoking something new. Are we? Well, I am. Uh, you're vaping because you're, you know. Hey, I got here, okay? <laughs> yeah. I got here before 8 p.m. If I would have stopped at the shop, I would have been here at like 9. <laughs> traffic was atrocious. Uh, like, whoever decides to start five construction projects in the same 10-mile stretch of Georgia 400 can lick my sweaty asshole. <laughs> Just get you a van down by the river. You, can just, you don't have to commute. You just live in your van in the parking lot. And... What river? What river? <laughs> Shit's Creek. Anyway, we've got a new cigar by kind of old favorite uh, AJ Fernandez off of his brand, not uh, one of his uh, whatever million and one side projects he does for everybody else. But it's the new version of the new world, Dorado, as in El Dorado. I feel like we need some Western music. <laughs> Play some good, the bad, and the ugly soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, this has a Habano sun-grown uh, Nicaraguan wrapper with Nicaraguan binder and Nicaraguan fillers. Most of the tobacco coming from AJ's Farm, uh, which is also called Dorado, which is named due to its golden texture and taste. Because you're so fancy. The artwork on it actually looks pretty cool. Yeah, it's kind of like, well, it's like the kind of standard uh, New World uh, label, but with, it's like a little bit darker uh, color, but then also it's like, you know, instead of the the red uh, foil around the label, it's, it's gold to go with its, uh, you know, El Dorado name. 94 rated on, uh, you know, Cigar Aficionado. Of course it is. So we're like all fancy as fuck. I don't know. I was actually talking to a guy at work about that cigar, and he's like, man, it was really good. <laughs> and then he was like, oh, the Diamond Crown Maximus is also really good. I was like, yeah, I remember when those weren't as expensive as they are now. <laughs> yeah, everything good goes up in price. Surprise, but like... The AJ uh, stuff, he, his like stuff, I mean, the stuff he does for other people, he don't control the price, but the stuff that comes out of like the New World like label, they tend to maintain price instead of like, you know, oh, this is popular, let's jack up the price, uh, you know, 50%. So that's one thing I'm like kind of good on him, I guess, for not, uh, not, uh, you know, fucking us over on everything that becomes popular, like, you know. 
some manufacturers He has do. so many hands and so many different cigars. Every cigar would have that markup. <laughs> but if you're going to travel to uh, El Dorado, you should call in the Strikeforce. Strikeforceenergy.com. Use your promo code CigarNerds for 20% off your order. And we're going to talk about uh, kind of a movie we've been talking about for at least like two years that kept getting delayed because they tried to drop a movie in the middle of the plague and it finally got released. It was one of those. Uh, so we're about, if you don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about the retaliators, not to be confused with the regulators. Yeah. But either way a, you should mount up. Yeah. So after this, uh, short intro break, we'll be right back and talk to you about the retaliators. Said my daddy did. I love her like a wailing song, but old number seven was damn too strong. Back road, radio live, pushing 85 and burn one down. Twist the cap off and pass it around, feeling all right now. One thing that I do well is waste some hell. Full moon on a Saturday night, throwing down whiskey till light. I swear I ain't looking for trouble. Welcome back. Retaliators. Mount up. Oh, no, that was The Regulators. Yeah, but it's pretty close. Is there a movie called The Regulators? <laughs> I, I do believe there is, yes. I know there's a hit song by uh And by if Warren you type in Retaliators, <laughs> then you get Realtors, and you get a lot of results. <laughs> yeah, this is one of those that kind of how it came across our radar was we're both like into the more metal side of music and some of our favorite bands, there was like music videos popping up like two years ago. And at the end of this, there'd be clips from this movie and it's like from the soundtrack, the retaliators. And you're like, is this a real movie or is this just part of like this music video? And it kept saying like, Oh yeah, coming out in 2021. And it was, and it would, we'd keep seeing new music videos the fucking soundtrack of this movie that never came out it it got like a small release at like a i guess like european uh, horror convention and then like a fright fest here in the u.s and then finally it got released like kind of around the end of year, the year last year like straight to video because like i said but it's one of those that like had been teased on like the youtube music scene for fucking two years and we kept kept seeing this like kind of want to see this like fucking movie that's uh all these bands are doing like songs for so i'm like even if this movie this movie sucks it's gonna have like the best soundtrack <laughs> and i mean it did have a pretty legit soundtrack as well i mean and i i don't know i mean maybe because I like a lot of the bands that were represented, you know, as far as some of the musicians chosen to do acting, like even though it wasn't the best acting, like I mean, 
I actually enjoyed the movie. Yeah, it was surprisingly not as bad as you know when it like I'm like even if I mean even bad horror is still like at least it's horror. I mean I can get behind like a cheesy ass horror movie, you know even if it is like you know really cheesy. But I was like, well, well, this one it's gonna. I'm like from the list, not only like the soundtrack. But a lot of these bands actually appear in the movie or at least have, like, brief cameos in the movie. So I was like, all right, I don't know what this freaking crazy, like, horror movie is, but the soundtrack's going to kick ass. And it's like all these, like, and not not like, you know, kind of the local, I mean, these like, it's fucking Five Finger Death Punch, Papa Roach, The Who, uh, Asking Alexandria, Motley fucking crew. Ice Nine Kills? <laughs> Ice Nine Kills. It's like, all right, these are all, like, pretty big fucking bands that have agreed to be in this, like, weird-ass little uh, independent horror movie. So I'm like, I'm fucking down. But I, I don't know. You know, I mean, for me, like, it's 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 right up my alley. Like, you got a badass soundtrack. You got a... a, a surprisingly, like, a, a kind of interesting, you know, storyline, too. Like... Like, it actually had more story than, you know, what I actually <laughs> anticipated. Like I said, I've seen these little clips from it in all these, like, either opening or closing of all these uh, music videos. And I was still like, what the fuck is going on in this movie? Because, <laughs> like, so, some of the uh, things... Is this some kind of weird zombie movie? Is this, like, a fucking vigilante movie? But... But I mean, I I think that's great though. Like you know, think about the bands represented, you know, and, and the different type of horror films represented. Like, you know, the way the film opens, you're like, oh, I'm expecting you know some kind of nuclear disaster. <laughs> we got zombies, or you know, I mean, it starts off with these these lone girls driving an old van and kind of dress a little hippieish, where it's like. When is this movie set? Because they're in like an old like Dodge van, and they're like, oh, the you know, using maps. It very much could have been like the intro to uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and they're like, oh, we're lost. Like we got to take a turn down this dirt road. It's not on the map, but if we follow it, this will get us back to the highway. And you're like, all right, is this set in the seventies or eighties? And then finally, the one girl's like, why are you using a map? Have you not heard of GPS? I'm like, oh, this is taking place now, <laughs> but. <laughs> These are just some old school motherfuckers that <laughs> drive an old van and dress like they're from the 60s. I mean, I will say, if you rely on, you know, a lot of the major GPS apps, <laughs> they will take you some fucked up routes. Like, sometimes oh. I'm like, all right, bitch, like, where's the days of MapQuest where I could just draw my line and get, you know, step by yeah. step the main route I want to take? Like, get Back me in off. our day, the uh, our GPS was a printout of... <laughs> A map the directions, quest. yes. Yeah. Now it's like MapQuest is like a robot vo- lady voice in my phone. Turn here. Oh, this road does not exist. Where the fuck are you? Oh, Especially if you're driving through Cincinnati. Somebody's driveway. <laughs> I remember going to uh, going to Ohio for like Steampunk Symposium. And when you hit like Cincinnati, there's this junction of roads that makes like Spaghetti Junction here in Atlanta look small. Because it's like, the shit's like, five roads stacked on top of each other and it just confuses the 
fuck out of the GPS when you hit that. <laughs> GPS is like, I don't know what road you're on. I'm You're on five roads simultaneously, and you better know where you're going when you hit uh, that section of Cincinnati because your GPS is going to be fucked for at least like ten minutes. That or you're going swimming in the river. <laughs> yeah. Oh, turn now. There's no road. Turn now. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I remember when GPS first came out, and it's like, oh, it's telling me to do something. Like, instantly slam on the brakes. It's like, ah, then they put in, you know, the updates. It's like, okay, we're going to start alerting you ahead of time. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, it's kind of like driving and getting directions from somebody who's not paying attention. Turn now! Fuck! <laughs> but yeah, this movie was uh, uh, stars uh, as the kind of the main character, and also I think he's one of the producers, and... Maybe even been one of the writers, but um, uh, Michael Lombardi, which I didn't know this dude except for he was played the rookie firefighter in uh, Rescue Me with Dennis Leary. That's like the last time I've seen that dude in anything. <laughs> but yeah, he plays uh, a, a John Bishop, who is a uh, kind of a small town uh, preacher in uh, Jersey, a uh, single father of... Two girls, one of which is going to get murdered. And then he goes on a weird journey of self-discovery and vengeance. <laughs> I, I I don't know. Like, that, that whole progression, like, like, that's kind of a fucked up, sadistic way to go to, like, just having, like, that, that's almost like, mobsterish but at the same time like it also felt kind of rapish like there were certain moments of this film where like dude it it, it really kind of fucked with me psychologically like <laughs> i'm legitimately putting myself in you know that character situation like all right big ass motherfucker is about to zip tie your hands to said steering wheel what do you do <laughs> yeah from like with the that dude and uh you know I think his name is Joseph Gad if I'm looking at the correct uh name that guy you know who that guy like when I was looking up like the cast and shit we've seen him before in a lot of things that's fucking Kratos he is the guy who plays Kratos in the God of War games <laughs> but he is like a weird alien looking son of a bitch <laughs> like if you saw that guy walking down the street you'd be like Oh, this dude's shady. <laughs> That's what people say about me when I walk down the street. <laughs> but you are shady. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it starts off with like... Yeah, that dude very much looks like he could be like a weird serial killer, but he's basically a gangster. So it's like this movie is like, all right, are we dealing with a... Because kind of at the start, you see a guy in the woods like, well back it up a second. It starts with those girls getting lost, which actually takes place later on in the movie. And they have a, of course a flat tire in the middle of the woods, as you do in a horror movie. And these weird psychos come up and like attack the van. And the girls, I mean, like, this was almost like the Hills oh God, have eyes type shit. <clears throat> yeah. Our evil dead or something like that's, that's what I thought, you know, at first I'm like, okay, there's going to be a Necronomicon reference <laughs> and yeah. all this other, but and even like, Cause I made Amanda watch it with me. Like the, uh, later on. Oh, so it... you were just banking. I wouldn't be here. <laughs> no, this is like, had like, we had cigars. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to go watch this stupid movie. You want to come watch it? But 
him getting all like covered in fucking blood and shit. Like it seemed like everything he killed, like just bled directly on his face. Whereas like, she's like, I'm getting like ash vibes from this. Like this guy's going like full fucking, uh, <laughs> ash. Cause he just run around with a machete and just covered in fucking like blood. Uh, but yeah, so it jumps from that to a drug deal between our, our weird, uh, Kratos guy and some dude in a wheelchair in a, an abandoned like garage or something. And it's like, okay, we went from zombie vibes to some kind of gangster movie. This sun's anarchy now. Like what's, <laughs> what's going on? And that's like the word, like, you know, the dude like roll, like fucking meth head rolling up in a wheelchair. He's like, dude, I broke my leg like seven times. Like I'm a really bad biker. <laughs> yeah. Just some of the scripting, like, and, and the way that it cuts, too, like, th- this kind of remind me, like, a lot of people, you know, either sort of love Rob Zombie films or hate Rob Zombie films because <laughs> they kind of play, like, a music video, but so did this. And, uh, you know, I was kind of anticipating that, you know, just given, all right, it's a group of musicians, like, they're not going to have the Hollywood, you know, this doesn't <laughs> have a fucking Marvel logo or something no. on it, so... You know, like, just a sudden cut, and it's like, all right, I, like, I almost got Pulp Fiction vibes, just <laughs> how quickly it cuts from one scene to, all right, now you're seeing this other thing from a completely different perspective. Yeah, and we get, like, a brief shot of, like, some dude dragging a, basically a wrapped up body out into the woods and throwing it in a well and behind his house, and it's like, all right, now now I'm getting serial, serial killer vibes, like, the fuck's going on? <laughs> I don't know, but I also got very much straight up, you know, to go back to, you know, the previous scene where, you know, you got homeboy rolling up in the wheelchair and you just see this, you know, blacked out, badass, you know, fucking muscle car. I'm like, all right, this is about to be some Fast and the Furious shit. It didn't turn Fast and the Furious. It went straight up American History X. Yeah. He'd like, like, my teeth still hurt. Oh, yeah, he, like, curb stomped him on the exhaust pipe. <laughs> I mean... Probably could have just punched a dude in the face and knocked him out. That's one way to, like, subdue a guy is just shove his face over your exhaust pipe till he, like, you know, chokes out from carbon monoxide and passes out and, you know, and re-breaks his leg. Just like, hey, fuck you, number eight. <laughs> oh. So he got the drugs and the money. Oh. And then, like, flashed uh, him calling his brother to let him know that he had uh, done this uh, gangster shit. And his brother's played by... Ivan Moody of Five Finger Like, most of the bands get cameos, but Five Finger Death Punch, it, they're basically the, like, biker gang. It's like, <laughs> like the whole oh, yeah, band. You get like, Ivan, is, you get Zoltan. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, I was watching, I was like, the most unrealistic, uh, alright, never mind, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute, but just look up Zoltan's uh, martial arts career. <laughs> It's like when they get attacked by a mob of like psychopaths, I'm like, this is unrealistic because Zoltan would just kick the shit out of all those guys by himself. Like there's no way they would have gotten killed in this moment because Zoltan would just had fucked everybody up. (laughs) That's probably why, you know, Ivan's uh, It's probably a good thing. He has a badass martial artist, you know, to try to keep his life on track. Like, don't worry, security. I got this. I can. I can literally take the entire crowd. I mean, Zoltan is like a jujitsu black belt. He's married to one of the Gracies. Like his wife is a Gracie. 
He's like one of the few civilians certified to teach martial arts to the military. I mean, he's like world ranked in like jujitsu and is like, you know, competed in all these, like if he wasn't in a traveling band, he would be like kicking the shit out of people like on the professional fight. Kicking the shit out of people in the band. (laughs) To see somebody try to fucking bum rest the stage. He's like, no, we don't need security. Zoltan's just going to like fucking uh, guillotine choke this motherfucker and kick him off the stage. (laughs) (laughs) He was even on that, um, uh, whatever, uh, hundred deadly skills show, like representing jujitsu. <laughs> uh, but that's always, the, you know, I think that was the other reason I was looking forward to this is, you know, it kind of forces you to, like, you know, people from their stage, you know, acts and everything else. And you think you get a read on their personality and then you actually go and like do a little bit of digging and like, Oh shit, I did not know about this person. Like that's badass. Yeah. I mean, for all accounts, he's like a really good guy. Does like, a bunch of shit for veteran charities and everything else. But like, yeah, they're just a bunch of badass metal. Like, I don't know. I'm waiting to be like, all right, this one dude in this really, you know, math core band is a fucking chess master. What's <laughs> <laughs> well, like, like what? Like Led Zeppelin's geekiest... like a fucking like doctor. Yeah, you know, some of those guys. <laughs> You know, fucking, uh, what's it, Dolph Lundgren has, like, a fucking You reach enough fame, and people just start handing you, you know, (laughs) like, you have an honorary degree, and blah, blah, blah. Like, I've never studied blah, 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 but thank you. No, he actually has a real degree. (laughs) Fucking Dolph Lundgren went to MIT and shit, and, uh, like I said, the guys from Led Zeppelin, and, yeah, it's fucked up, like, the, kind of the side lives a lot of these rock stars have. But then you got uh, John Bishop here, who did a good job of making him look like a pussy at the you know he he gets harassed uh, by his Christmas tree stolen uh, uh, at the Christmas tree farm by uh, Dante of Clerks uh, for, for I mean I guess you're gonna set a movie in Jersey you gotta have uh, Dante there too. <laughs> Represent. Like, I'm, like I'm almost surprised we didn't get a Kevin Smith cameo <laughs> or, or or something, you know, like But it was so weird seeing like him be an that asshole. That character <laughs> be an asshole cuz usually he's so passive and you yeah, know and every... like, he, he you fucking push you know, fucking steals the dude's uh, tree and then like pushes him down. And he's like and all I said to him was Merry Christmas because I'm a preacher and you should turn the other cheek. <laughs> Until his daughter basically uh, finally talks him into letting her go to a party on her own and uh she just happens to stop at the wrong gas station and hear uh you know fucking one-legged biker guy in the trunk of the dude's car so he traces her down and freaking basically pits her into a guardrail and then ties her to the i'm like all right is he gonna kidnap her or whatever no he just like zip ties her to the steering wheel and pushes that shit off into the river lake or whatever and and, uh, that's like her. some straight up, you know, mobster type shit. Like, that's almost beyond gangster. Like, oh, got can't have any witnesses. <laughs> I mean, dude, you know, two people can keep, or three people can keep a secret if two of them are dead. You know, like <laughs> exactly. Or like one guy, that one dude says, uh, uh, he's like the only person that takes a secret to the grave is a participant or something. Like that. <laughs> uh. But I don't know, just watching, you know, the pastor go from, you know, 
such I'm trying to do the right thing, live in the right style. And 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 at this point, like I almost got Punisher vibes. Like this <laughs> yeah. is where, you know, shit got <clears throat> real. Like And I gotta say for as unexpected as the acting was in this movie, his like trauma and like sorrow after his daughter dies, like where him just like becoming like a wreck of a man. I was like, this dude's acting way harder than he should for the movie he is in. <laughs> I was like, I like, I haven't seen him in anything other than uh rescue me, but I'm like, homeboy is like acting his ass off. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but I mean, I guess at the same time, like, you know, it, it if it's worth doing, it's worth, you know, sort of giving your all. Yeah, and, and I, I appreciate mean, that, like, the dudes that, like, give 100% no matter what kind of, like, I mean, look what the fuck in. that did for Sharknado. Yeah. Like, I mean, dude, you started, everybody's like, what the fuck is this? And then it goes viral, and then you got all these people that's like, I'm tired of acting my ass off. I want to have fun acting again. Like, sign <laughs> us up. Like, you've got all these people, like, begging to be in your film at that point, like. Oh, and then we have, uh, except for the part where it's like going on, like, you know, the whole montage of him losing his shit. And at one point he just gets in his, his, uh, truck and drives and, uh, then starts like having like a fucking rage mental breakdown and in his truck. But at the time they're playing some like really badass music on the soundtrack. So from like the outside of the vehicle, it just looks like he's like really enjoying some uh, five finger death punch or whatever the fuck they were playing at that point. It just looks like he's like fucking rocking out. <laughs> I was like, y'all may want to like play a more somber song for his like breakdown scene because <laughs> outside the vehicle, it just looks like he's like fucking like raging in a parking lot going, this fucking song is great <laughs> instead of having a, a mental breakdown. <laughs> but I, I, I... I think that's awesome in a lot of ways. Like, think about life as you, you know, cross people on the street. Like, yeah, I mean, you, you never know what, you know, somebody's going through, you know, and like, oh, you, you see this, you know, on the outside, what appears, and then, you know, on the inside, like, you know, this fucking person, you know, is, is about to literally sacrifice everything that, you know, he knows, but... Like, that whole progression did not play the way I thought it would. Like, I thought, okay, this is now going to be a straight-up revenge plot, you know, and he's just going to become some super uber, you know, badass and take down the whole gang or organization yeah. or whatever the fuck. But, you know, they do a great job of him battling his own consciousness and his faith and everything else, like, you know... I want to meet a detective, you know, <laughs> like, like that, like, you know, this was some, you know, fucking silence of the lambs, like, you know. Yeah. And even before that, like before his daughter's killed, when she's giving him shit about not beating up the guy at the tree lot, she's like, you watch die hard, like every day. What would, uh. Bruce, uh, what's his name? And I'm like, bitch, that's fucking Bruce Willis. Put some respect on his name. That's goddamn John McClane. Fucking millennial, or children, whatever, Gen Z, don't know who Bruce Willis is. But yeah, she's like, you you do all these push-ups, you watch all these, like, 80s action movies, but you when it times comes for some action, you don't do shit. <laughs> uh, 
But as Jesus said, turn the other cheek. <laughs> you turn the other cheek, you get punched in the other side of your face half the time. <laughs> and then as Anton LaVey, you know, said, bring doom for doom, smite for smite, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, then you get, uh, before we continue on the plot, the we talked about Five Finger Death Punch being, having a role in this movie. But it's also your plan, like, let's spot the rock star, because there's so many, like, cameos in this movie of people who did songs. You got uh, Five Finger Death Punch uh, uh, characters are hanging out in a strip club, and it's the DJ is Tommy Lee. And Tommy Lee is doing exactly what I feel like Tommy Lee would be doing. <laughs> yes. Like, I'm on the announcer stage, smash, you know, snorting coke and smacking stripper ass. Uh-huh. Like... And what's the what's the other guy? The guy that uh, does that uh, Outlaws and Outsiders song, Corey uh, Marks. Yeah. The they're supposed to go meet with his brother to pick up the drugs and money, but he doesn't show up because some cop like pulled him over and drugged him, so he doesn't show up for the meet. But the bartender at that bar is Corey Marks. <laughs> I'm pretty sure at one point they go to meet like the head mafia guy, and it's in some kind of uh, arcade slash secret MMA gym and like one of the guys in there like you know that they stop and look at for a minute is uh fucking the dude from Asking Alexandria Danny Warshnop is like one of the boxers in there <laughs> it's like uh, and like later on when they go to they're like oh fuck the the gang that we did the drug trade with actually lowjacked all their shit so there's a tracking device inside the drugs we need to go find it before they get it so we can figure out where our dude's at and get our drugs back. And the meth head they go like beat up and take the tracker from is a fucking, uh, ice nine kills. <laughs> so it's, yeah, that was the only thing is I, I expect Spencer to have a bigger, yeah. Like, bigger role, I mean, he's yeah. really like 45 seconds. That's, that's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. Like, and then gets like knifed and then, uh, choked out with his own drug bag. <laughs> uh, I mean, he was he wasn't even in this movie uh, longer than a damn music video. But yeah, so then we introduced us to uh, uh, Detective Jed Sawyer, played by Mark uh, Minchaka, who was like, I've got already caught the guy. He's like, he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you an opportunity that was given to me once back in the day. I'm gonna give you one minute with this guy, and then we get like his like flashback story where he took down a serial killer slash rapist who is another cameo uh <laughs> fucking uh jacoby shaddix from uh papa from, roach. from papa roach who makes a convincing psychopath oh <laughs> uh, do you think he would make a good joker i kind of got joker vibes from his character a little bit yeah he could, he could probably uh i mean they're rebooting the whole DC universe, so anything's got to be better than uh, fucking insane clown posse Joker uh, <laughs> that we've had in the last couple movies. Oh, there's the role for Spencer. Make him a Joker. Oh, <laughs> uh. and then it is going to be the ICP movie. <laughs> Ice Nine Kills with ICP. Oh, but that shit with him, like, you know, you tell him the stories like, oh, this guy was a psychopath. He used to put people in cages and number them. And, and, uh, and, you know, he's like in some kind of hotel room, like shotgun to a girl's head and he hears the cops coming. 
And he just waits. And like as soon as they kick the door open, he's like, ha ha, boom. Like waits till they fucking like the cops get there to like blow this lady's head off just to, like yeah. Just like as a last like fuck you. But wasn't that his wife? No, uh, that was like Okay. The some random girl that he killed, but then Oh yeah, because he, he gets, killed the random girl, he gets early released, and then goes after the detective's wife. Yeah, so he ended up killing uh, the detective's uh, wife and unborn child. And see, I sort of did pay attention. So we find out if it's not the preacher that went full Punisher, it's the goddamn detective because he's like, you know, give you your minute, and you've got like homeboy like waking up in a in like basically a jigsaw movie. It's like. Is this Saw now? Because he's like all like strapped up with a yeah, but he's t-shirt. down in a hole like Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it puts its lotion on. It's like all it right, gets electrocuted name. again. Yeah, it says its name. It says its statement. It says its name again. Your name is twenty one. <laughs> just keeps like fuck. Turn on the fucking lights. <laughs> Say your name. Twenty one. Turn on the fucking lights. Twenty. <laughs> just keeps like fucking. So yeah, he's like basically. He's going to be a shitty detective because uh, he's like, you haven't arrested anybody in 10 years. Like, all these guys that commit murder and all this fuckery just gets away with it. We've, you haven't caught anybody. But he's been catching everybody and just putting them in this like, secret murder justice role. has failed. <laughs> like, I kind of felt like, you know, like, like, I almost want to say I relate to that. <laughs> and And I'm sure from your background, you can relate to it even more, but it's like, I don't understand how people are surprised when somebody has 27 previous convictions. Yeah. They let them out, and they're surprised when they commit another fucking crime. Like, uh, repetition is a pattern. If you fail to recognize said pattern, like, I think we need to draw a conclusion that some people are just shitty. Yeah. Like, society and the world can do without them. So, yeah, he captured the guy who killed his uh, family. And I guess got a taste for it. But instead of like serial, even though he's living the serial killer lifestyle with a bunch of people in his murder cabin's basement, he's, he's like, that's my one rule. You can do whatever you want to him, but you can't kill him. Because I don't know if there's a hell, but I want to make these people's like whatever remainder of their life like living hell. So he's basically got a cage full of 21 psychos that he has like captured throughout, you know, the last 10 years. And he's like, Nah, I just torture the fuck out of these people to the point where they're, like, just beasts at this point. And I help people like you and me. Like, you know, I let these people get their their vengeance so they can heal. And then I just take care of these assholes in my basement and fuck them up occasionally when I get bored. (laughs) But Preacher Man does. He's like, no, this is wrong. I can't do this. He's like, I can't kill him. He's like, I didn't say anything about kill him. You can do whatever the fuck you want to him. Just don't kill him. And he's like, no, it's wrong. Can't do it. And he's like, well, see, here's our problem. The only people that keep a secret are co-conspirators. Uh, so you're going to have to like, you know, knocks him out and like straps him down and shows him his whole like menagerie of assholes. <laughs> um, but unfortunately, uh, you know, while he's, you know, feeding the new guy to, uh, <laughs> to the rest of the crew, you know, preacher man escapes. And then you get, uh, five finger death punch. to do the good thing of release the beast. <laughs> yeah. I was like, dude, now these people are fucked up. Go call the cops or something, you know, like the non like psychopath cops. But no, he's like, let me just toss this uh, key under the fence and let all these psychos out. 
And then you get Five Finger Death Punch tracking down the tracker, and they end up finding Dude's murder cabin, who has, like, a sweet... For a guy with, like, a Cold War bunker under his uh, cabin, wasn't a lot of guns in there. I was I was surprised. <laughs> yeah, you'd think it would have been, you know... Like, I, I was definitely... I mean, we kind of did get a, you know, a gear-up montage in some regards, but... He puts on a fucking machete samurai sword looking thing uh, when he tries to escape. But yeah, you get like... <laughs> as soon as the, the band shows up to rescue their uh, their brother, it, it, like the second they drag the cop back down to the basement is when all the psychos get out and it's like they just get fucking bum-rushed like, like a zombie horde because these people are just basically fucking beasts at this point with their, you know cool uh jerseys with all their numbers on them so you can kind of keep track of how many <laughs> how many psychos are left all right you killed three and 13 we still got like you know 15 more to go <laughs> uh you know preacher man is he trying to escape while this distraction is going on like five psychos including psycho number one uh uh have fucking papa roach there dudes are about to like fucking rape him in the kitchen or <laughs> and luckily the Cop wasn't quite dead, and he comes upstairs with his shotgun and takes out, like, the first four or five of the guys and the, before he drops dead. But then Homeboy doesn't even, like, take the shotgun. He's, like, fucking runs to the bunker and, like, straps on a machete. And, and like, his daughter made fun of him earlier. He's like, you just keep, you know, you're such a wuss that, like, you keep saying you're going to buy a motorcycle and you puss out every time you do. And he, like, finds a motorcycle. He's like, ah, oh, I finally get to ride a motorcycle. I'm going to, like and like immediately crashes the motorcycle as soon as he leaves the cabin. So it's like, all right, maybe it was a good idea. You didn't buy a motorcycle. Well, <laughs> I mean, I kind of feel like that's, you remember your first time ever riding a dirt bike? What'd you do? Of course you fall over immediately. Like, you gun it and you end up in a bush. Like either way you're laying over or either, you know, you oh shit. I was a little bit, you know, too hesitant, uh, too hard on the throttle. And, and you know, let yeah, off the clutch a little too quickly. You, you don't think about letting off the throttle. You just like fucking go uncontrollably. Well, into well I mean, that's the thing, right? <clears throat> You're trying to hold this dirt bike or whatever with all your strength while at the time giving up full <laughs> throttle. Yeah. Like, but I do like as soon as he crashes, he gets attacked by a psycho who has like a basically a rope leash on him, and he fucking uh, gets it caught in the wheel of the bike and just like freaking <laughs> runs him into the into the uh, back wheel. I kind of felt like that was taken from either a Tales from the Crypt episode or another horror franchise. Like, I'm like, I've seen that before. Like, <laughs> But then Preacher Man, he was like, oh shit, I just released all these psychos into the world. I'm going to have to fight my way out. And finally, like, nuts up or shuts up and goes like full zombie land, chopping people's heads off with his... <laughs> with his machete and you get a, a pretty good sweet like what 15 minute murder montage of him just like fucking up uh <laughs> random psychos uh and of course eventually he gets like knocked out and then the horn from the girls that got lost in the woods uh wakes him up and like oh we're back to that scene from the very first of the movie where he goes and like tries to rescue the one girl but then gets dragged off and she gets slaughtered which she kind of deserved to get slaughtered because they got a flat tire and her friend gets out to like change the tire and she just sits there listening to her music or whatever yeah that is not like, a very good wingman it's like you, you should at least be out there you know 
Yeah, holding a flashlight, yeah. like doing something. No, she, I'm just gonna sit here and eat my fucking uh, Starburst uh, while you fix the tire. And I don't know anybody that tries to muscle, you know, using a four way uh, for lugs. Like <laughs> legs are definitely stronger than arms. Like I'm pretty sure we'd all just start kicking it at that point. You just gotta you know deadlift that shit, <laughs> or like you said, stomp it down, or curb stomp a dude on your exhaust pipe. Whatever works. <laughs> Sometimes you just gotta do all the above. All uh, for one tire. Yeah, like, fucking decapitates one dude, and then, like, the whole, like, uh, friggin', <laughs> when he's, like, on the bridge, and, like, one psycho runs up and tries to hit him with a pipe, and he just dodges out of the way, and he, like, cracks the other psycho in the face, and then they, like, fall off into the river and start beating him with a rock. And it's like, yeah, it's like every dude he cuts or kills, like, they just bleed directly on it. Like, the rest of him is clean, but his face and his upper chest is just, like, soaked in blood. It's like... It's like, I was very much like, this is just turned into Evil Dead. <laughs> or Die Hard. I mean, because he, that's what, really what he wanted. He wanted to be John McClane. He just didn't have enough air vents. Yeah. And then you cut to the old couple. And old man's like, fuck this Christmas tree. I'm going to take it out to the barn and throw it in the uh, wood chipper. His wife's like, Take the ornaments off. I'm like, nah, fuck that. We're buying new ornaments next year. <laughs> so I'm just doing this whole goddamn thing in the. <laughs> Come on, Bessie. Let me hear you purr. <laughs> but of course, old number 21, the guy who ate, he actually wants to get vengeance on, is the last survivor. He's like, he's the boss battle. He's like the least. Uh... Yeah, but he didn't have a helicopter. <laughs> like. How much of a boss battle is it if it's not a helicopter? Like, nobody ever played video games? <laughs> yeah, you gotta have a helicopter for the boss battle. But he's like, you know, the one, the only one that was only being tortured for a day or two, so he's still got most of his faculties about him. So he's trying to, like, you know, steal a truck from the old couple. And I feel like you walk up on an old man's farm and start messing with his truck. Somebody's, you're not gonna have the old lady coming out with her coffee going, Excuse me. You're going to have, like, somebody with, like, a shotgun going, chick, chick. you ain't from around here, are you, boy? <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. I I first saw, though, I caught it. I was like, there's been an introduction of a wood chipper. Somebody's going through wood chipper. Oh, yeah. As soon as he's, like, you see it. It's, like, it's kind of like an old writing thing. If you show a gun in Act 1, somebody's getting shot in Act 2. It's like, or like, oh, they made a show of, like, this guy has an axe in his trunk. Someone's getting axed. It's like, it's like foreshadowing. You know it's going to happen. You just don't know when. And, of course, Preacher Man shows up to, uh, to uh, stop him from hurting the old people. And then the guy's like, you, you're the one that fucking got me into this shit. And... They get a sweet, like, fight montage of him throwing him through these old couple's house. And, which, apparently the barn is connected directly to the house because they just kind of go through a kitchen door and suddenly they're in the barn. Which, I guess that's convenient. If you if you live on a farm, you ain't got to walk to your barn. You just, like, fucking open the back door and I'm, I'm in the barn. I mean, everybody's building those barn dominiums and shit now. So, yeah, it's like your workspace and your living space is conveniently adjacent. I mean, that's just... I could see that having its benefits, but I could definitely see it having its downsides depending on what's in said barn. <laughs> yeah. It smells like ass. Oh, that's Bessie out there. and yeah. Pigs got diarrhea. Oof. Yeah. Don't want to have a pig farm that close to your house. 
Cows, not that bad. Pigs, those are some stinky motherfuckers. Hell, I I had chickens growing up, and they were like 100 yards away from the house. You could still smell those fuckers. (laughs) Oh, yeah, absolutely. I could imagine them being just outside the back door. Smells like money. (laughs) Oh. Yeah, you get the sweet fight... uh, and that eventually like makes his way out to the barn and homeboy gets like thrown on a table and kicking distance of the, uh, wood chipper. And of course, like, you know, old man couldn't get it to start up and he just like kicks it a couple times and it cranks right up. And your fucking dude's like, dude, you couldn't kill me when I was tied up. Like what the fuck makes you think you can kill me now? As he's got his head in the fucking vice, like tighten it down. I'm like, Oh, that's gotta hurt like a motherfucker. So I'm going to pop your head like a goddamn grape. <laughs> I was trying in my head, like, what would that feel like? Let me come over there and squeeze your head. You can, like, you know, get a feel for it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's a vice out in the barn. We can go try it out. <laughs> I was just See like, see how many turns you can get before you're like, nope, I'm tapping out. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha, motherfucker! Jokes on you. Miss another podcast. <laughs> Damn it! I squished his head. I'm squishing your head. <laughs> now my eyes bulge. Uh, and then he stabs him in the eye with the necklace he bought for his daughter. <laughs> the little, like, or not necklace. I mean, which was bracelet. probably the best idea he had. Yeah. But, you know, his budget probably not that huge. I don't I don't know what it was. Uh, yeah, the budget was... Damn. It's higher than I thought it was. Budget was $7 million, but most of that probably went to the cocaine budget for the rock stars. <laughs> but yeah, that... the the. Damn it, Tommy. <laughs> the uh, practical effect of him getting stabbed in the eye with that bracelet and then, like, yanking out his whole eyeball when he's trying to get it out. I'm like, oh, that's fucked up. I like it. That's <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> that was very hostile-ish. Yeah. Like, that's always been the one. Like, some reason, like, eyes. Maybe just because I know how oh, sensitive yeah. they are. Like, I'm like. Yeah, oh. I don't mind watching motherfuckers getting, like, chopped up and and just fucked but up like, in these horror but yeah fucking with someone's eyes especially like slowly like that we're just like just fucking I'm like oh no that's just or somebody getting you the eye and the teeth like the teeth I was like okay my my, my mouth hurts <laughs> or the taint yeah you get somebody you know, getting their balls chopped off or something you're just like oh no no bueno unless they somebody who deserves it and then you're I like yeah fuck that dude's nuts I'm engaged I don't have balls <laughs> uh I I resigned to have those a long time ago. <laughs> oh, but yeah, it like fucking stabs him in the eye and then kicks him onto the wood chipper. And it, even better, he doesn't go head first. He goes like feet first. So that shit like, you know, makes it like suffer longer. It's always great in a movie too when you see the blood like, splattering out of the app- wood chipper. Like, do you get an opportunity to like pass out from the shock and pain? Like, because your dick hits that thing before your head does, you're like, oh. <laughs> I lost my small head before I lost me big head. Any movie where they kill somebody with a wood chipper, I mean, it, it's it's classic. I mean, Jason's done it. Uh, we got Fargo. I mean, and Fargo looks especially cool because it was like blood and guts being thrown out on the snow. So I don't know really, for some uh... reason, like the Tells from the Crypt episode with the wood chipper always really stands out to me. <laughs> It's like, yeah, there's like uh, so many good uh, instances of wood chipper murder in movies that are. Uh... <laughs> Tucker and Dale. Yeah, Tucker and Dale. 
it's like you know if we ever do our own horror movie we're gonna have to go rent a wood chipper because somebody has to die in the we don't chip- even have to rent one <laughs> i know lumberjacks <laughs> oh but like so, i need to film something bloody disgusting going through your wood chipper <laughs> all right that's how, that's how we're gonna start making shredded pork <laughs> god speaking of shredded pork <laughs> like, i was uh what if we just smoke a whole hog and at the end of it, just put it through the wood chip. <laughs> <laughs> this is how we shred or pull our pork. <laughs> like I mean, stand we on could, the other side I with mean, like a tray. Even you know, turn it into a game and you know, lay it out like a football field. You know, to see who can catch the most. <laughs> like, uh, we throw some chickens in there too. We get some shredded pork, shredded chicken. We're like, we're making up. Uh, Tacos. No, you have a thing with cocks going through, you know, the wood chipper. <laughs> oh. Yeah, and then you get uh, Preacher Man actually going to, like, because you, you see his uh, daughter at the, uh, whatever, grief counseling because their mother died, you know, and he's actually in the, uh, yeah, finally went to the, because he's like, I'm not going to the meeting. So he finally goes to the meeting, kind of like, you know, the crazy serial killer cop actually was right. He did kind of get healing and when he finally got his vengeance and goes back to preaching and whatnot. But he's also like learned that, yeah, sometimes you got to punch a motherfucker in the face. He takes his daughter, his surviving daughter to the batting cage. Cause she's trying out for like softball or something. And some asshole like fucking kicks her out of the cage and tries to take their spot. And he's like, yeah, fuck. Why don't you get out of here? And he kicks over his bucket of balls. And goes, Hey girl, look, your dad's got no balls. <laughs> and he, and I was like, oh, you done fucked with the wrong Maduga. This dude's been through some shit. And he just looks at his daughter like, been like, honey, I'm sorry you had to see this. And just knocks that motherfucker out. <laughs> so, all right, yeah. Pre- Preacher's got balls now. <laughs> He's all about some of that uh, holy wrath. <laughs> um, you said holy. <laughs> I'm pretty sure those psychos were going to rape him in the kitchen, too. Because one dude was, like, working for his zipper before uh, Papa Roach came in. He's like, no, nah, this one's mine. <laughs> yeah, they were they were definitely... I mean, like... They were about to go full deliverance on his ass. Like, I, I, I really kind of, like... It made me evaluate myself, like, going back to the beginning of the movie where, <laughs> you know, girls pumping gas and, you know, homeboys just, you know, fucking checking her out. And I'm like, God damn it, was I that way? I'm still that way. <laughs> but I'm not zip-tying bitches, you know. Unless they ask for it. I mean, people are some weird shit, you know. Want to get tied up, want to get choked. I mean, it's as long as it's consensual, Wait, it's all good. Wait, that's not normal? <laughs> I thought that was normal. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, everybody wants a little choking. Oh. It's like, as long as it's consensual, you know, it's, it's all good. I've, I violated all the rules. <laughs> Oh, there were rules. <laughs> Shit. But if you like a uh, metal horror movie, like is even though this, I mean, and you can hell, you can buy it for like seven bucks on YouTube. It, it was like it cost like three more dollars to buy it versus rent it. So I'm like, fuck it, I'm buying this. Cause I'm gonna want to watch this again. Also watch Studio Six Six Six, which is the Foo Fighters horror movie, <laughs> and I was like. It's cheesy, but it's intentionally cheesy. And I'm like, the acting is not great, but it probably had a higher budget because the effects 
and Studio 666 were great. <laughs> There's another one that was like, even though this movie sucks, it's going to have a good soundtrack. <laughs> and speaking of the soundtrack, like, did you have a uh, favorite song? Well, the thing about it is... Like, I knew all of the songs. Like, I've been listening to all of the songs, like, you know, <laughs> Yeah, because for... it's like I said, it's been, it's supposed to have come out, like, two years ago, so we've been watching these videos, and it's like, this fucking movie's gonna have a badass soundtrack. But yeah, here we go, the soundtrack. We got All Good Things, Asking Alexandria, Bad Wolves, Corey Mark, Escape the Fate, featuring Lindsay Sterling, Eva Under Fire, Five Finger Death Punch, From Ashes to New, The Who, Papa Roach, and Tempt. <laughs> and like the uh which is not listed here but like kind of like the main theme for the movie or like the uh the credits is a song called 21 bullets featuring ice nine kills asking alexandria motley crew and uh i think there's like another ba- escape the fate i think is also in that final song so it's like the uh, yeah and it was the song's written by Nikki six so it's like yeah that uh fucking like the 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 kind of the song that like ends the movie is like this fucking song is amazing <laughs> i mean it's just a great collaboration and and that's one of the cool things that you know i love about this you know is the the, the different personalities because not everybody is just i'm brutal and hell satan you know and all the the other nonsense like yeah a lot of these songs too are, are like you know collaboration they have like other like uh the all the all good things song has uh hollywood undead in it uh the asking alexandria song is with uh temptation fucking um cory marks is with tyler conley and jason hooks yeah uh, but i mean cory marks he you know i mean dude he partnered with travis tritt ivan moody and yeah. you know did that whole outlaws and outsiders thing the eva under fire song also f- uh, uh features spencer uh charmus of ice nine kills and like you know the who uh song has uh jacob shaddock jacoby shaddock in that so it's like yeah it's like even like <laughs> jacoby 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 i was gonna call him jacob or something like that i'm like i can't fucking you're wasabi <laughs> wasabi shaddock <laughs> it's fucking papa roach dude i don't know what it is like <laughs> how to pronounce his real name like, so, like, so many of these bands are celebrating, like, 20 or 30 years. I'm like, I've been listening to these people since high school. <laughs> I'm old. They're old. We're all old. What the fuck? It's oh, like MC, uh, MC Lars was like, hey, it's the 14th year since my, uh, my, uh, um, fucking album, uh, Giant Robot Kills came out. I'm like, dude, we've really been listening to your shit for 14 years now. I mean, he was like our first like official guest on the pod, like non like friend guest that was on the podcast. I'm like, fuck, we we old. <laughs> God, hell, Motley Crue. It's like you see, you're like, ah, oh, damn, you're, you're you're like grandpas now, <laughs> playing grandpa's guitars. <laughs> oh, but yeah, if you. If you watch this movie, also go watch the fucking uh, the the Foo Fighters movie because it, it it's a good like double feature of like metal horror. <laughs> and if that doesn't suit your fancy, then just you know watch the you know compendium 
to, uh, you know, the Hollywood, you know, or Horwood scream, whatever it is, the silver scream. Yeah. You know, because that's pretty much got all of these same people in it, you know. <laughs> pretty much. And if you go to the uh, Retaliators uh, website, they have links to, like, every music. Because there's pretty much, since it took two years for this damn movie to come out, there's a music video for, like, every fucking song on the soundtrack. And they have them all on their website. Unless you, you know, or you can probably just go to YouTube. There's probably a playlist somebody's made of this shit. But, yeah, every single video is on, like, the Retaliators website. With links to wherever you can get it. Like I said, you can rent it, buy it, YouTube, Prime, wherever you found your, uh, your streaming movies. So any final thoughts on this here thing? Because it, it ended up way better than I, oh, I was expecting. I, yeah, was, like, I, mean, I was expecting a I... cheesy horror movie with like badass soundtrack, but I'm like, there's actually some decent acting in this. Yeah, I mean, you know, like... It's kind of a slow burn to get to the whole murder montage, but... But at the same time, like, it's... You know, it's kind of a psychological mindfuck, because you're like, I don't know what's going on here, because you're only seeing a small piece of the overall picture. And it's not till much later on that all of the dots connect. Yeah, and you're like, you're like am I watching serial killer movie? Zombie Texas movie? Zombie, gangster movie? It's like, and you know, head gangster guy smoking a cigar, which I couldn't tell what cigar it was, but he, yeah, it, it looked like a good one. I mean, he, he had a fancy label on it, but it, it, I never could get a clear enough shot to see what it, he was actually smoking. Because uh, normally in movies they take the damn labels off, but this you know homeboy was rocking like full label. I'm like, I'm pretty sure we could find that cigar if we did enough research. <laughs> Pause the movie enough to be like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> oh, it's a Perdomo. <laughs> it's not a Gurkha. <laughs> I bet AJ Fernandez had something to do with the cigar. <laughs> Probably. Throw a rock, you'll hit an AJ Fernandez. Fernandez cigar. <laughs> like uh, that should be our. Th- what doesn't have AJ Fernandez, you know, influence? Oh, speaking of uh, cigars, if you are uh, in, because you travel way more than I do, if you end up in uh, Eastern North Carolina and just outside of Charlotte, ah, I was there yesterday. <laughs> well, somebody uh, posted there's a cigar uh, shop up there called I think it's like 105 Cigar Co., but it's in an old bank. And the humidor is the vault. It like still yesterday, has... I literally passed a place called The Cigar Shop. I'm like, <laughs> but I'm like 300 miles from The Cigar Shop. <laughs> I've been there, I, yeah, because I've like on Instagram and stuff, I'll tag The Cigar Shop and some of the shit I post. I mean, like, if you go just to like hashtag The Cigar Shop, and I'm like, these photos aren't my cigar shop. Like, where's the, <laughs> like, where the fuck, who the fuck is this? And I'm like, yeah, apparently there's another the cigar shop and a, another, <laughs> I think it's spelled differently, you know, it's. Yeah, it doesn't have the E on the end. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that, that 105 Cigar Co., their humidor is the old bank vault and it still has the door and everything. It's still like the, and so I was like, oh, that's kind of fucking cool. It's like. <laughs> well, that would have been pretty awesome if, you know, I wasn't driving through there at like 11 o'clock last night. <laughs> hey dude I can't record I'm in South Carolina I don't know somehow I'm North Carolina because they told me the wrong place <laughs> yeah where where I thought I was going is not where I had to end up hey no vibrators <laughs> yes <laughs> meta so what are your thoughts on uh, your cigar well this it's an AJ cigar, <laughs> which it, I've not had a bad one. It yet. burns like a cigar. It tastes like a cigar. It, it 
Shit, it looks like a cigar. It it must be a cigar. <laughs> you should well, definitely start writing columns. I, because it's, since it's kind of a gold, it's a little bit lighter in color than what I normally smoke. So I was worried it was going to be uh, not as strong. But this is definitely like medium plus uh, in strength. And it's, uh, you know, def- it, you know that Habano sun-grown wrapper is just like full of fucking flavor. You know, it's, and then, yeah, I'm getting, it's a little peppery, a little leathery, uh, kind of earthy, uh, and it's kind of stayed consistent. There's not like a lot of, uh, range in it. It's like, you know, like I said, getting like that, you know, some, whatever, uh, espresso caramelly flavors to it, but they've been there kind of like throughout the cigar. It's. It's one of those, it hits you with a lot of flavor up front, but it doesn't mellow out. It stays like a fucking flavor bomb through the whole, uh, the whole run. So this one might make into the rotation of, uh, you know, the stuff I smoke, uh, <laughs> smoke often, especially if I want like, if I want, you know, kind of a change up from my usual, uh, punch Diablos, this is like, I said, got a, a ton of flavor, you know, if, if you make it to the cigar shop before they close one day, you should definitely pick one of these up. Yeah, I, I definitely will. Cause I, I, I do like experiencing a lot of the New World lineup. So, yeah, like the regular New New World, and it's not eight nine dollars cigar. I mean, this one's I think was thirteen, so it's a little more expensive than the oh, than the regular. Way but, over budget, but it tastes fucking good. Yeah, well, it's one of those things. If I I try to hit other shops when I'm like out and about and a lot of shops will, you know, you might be able to find something that's different than what I get at my, my local shop. But if I'm like not in a mood to try something new, I can usually at least find a new world. Like I'm like, all right, I I don't feel like experimenting with this like weird cigar brand I've never fucking heard of, but Hey, here's a new world. I, I can smoke that. I know, I know it's going to be good no matter where I, <laughs> where I find it. That's kind of like my go-to traveling cigar because I've I've yet to go to a cigar shop that didn't at least have New World. Even if they didn't have my like you know usual brands, I'm like, yep, there's a New World. I... <laughs> but I've had you know at the same time like some really pleasant experience smoking some of the more boutique and you know brands. But then I've had some that have left me like, oh, this is just a rebranded, you know, <laughs> blah blah blah. Yeah, some weird house brand. So it's like, yeah, it's like, try to try something that I can't get locally when I'm at a different shop than my home base. But if, but if I'm, if nothing looks good, you know, that's not like, all right, that doesn't look dark enough or strong enough for me. I'm like, all right, I can always, I can always get a new world. Or the old world. Or some GTOs. I always like finding GTOs out in the wild. Wish uh, Tim stocked uh, GTOs. I do love a painkiller now and then when I when I find them out in the out in the world. Yes. Speaking of which, I finally smoked one of those uh, American cigars by J.C. Newman because I'm like, it's a twenty dollar cigar, so it's like one of those like, it's, have it not really ex- experimented with it because it's like it's got to be a I got a little extra money, but. President, we just missed President's Day, and they were on sale for like twenty percent off. I'm like, all right, fuck it, I'm gonna try one of these. It's a damn good cigar. It it may be worth twenty bucks. 
I mean, I realistically, I don't mind spending twenty dollars as long as I feel like the experience. Yeah, it's like I hate it when we like you know spend twenty dollars on a, like a it turns out to be a fucking Gurkha or something, <laughs> and then it's like, oh, why not spend twenty dollars on that when I could have bought two uh, punches? <laughs> but this one, I was not disappointed in the uh, in the price point. It was uh, hell. Anything made in America, you're gonna pay more for. <laughs> it's kind of like. <laughs> If you want American-made products, you're just gonna have to pay the pay the premium to support the good old U.S. of A. Because America, U.S.A. U.S.A. Well, that's all we got for you this week. Uh, fire you up another cigar, and we'll be right back with some science. <laughs> to the con guy show con as in comic we are hollywood filmmakers and super fans who cover all the news of the con universe including the films the tv shows the streaming series the experiences and the events that fuel your fandom if you'd find it at comic-con then you'll find it here now in our seventh year the con guy show is a proud member of the eso network for some science so what do we got in store for this week motherfucking aliens yeah we got ufos and shit we just had a meteorite crash down to earth it probably <laughs> wasn't a meteorite at all and I, I saw like our local like news like atlanta news network uh describing said uh meteorite and they said it weighed as much as seven full kegs of beer i'm like so now we're using kegs of beer as a measurement no okay <laughs> but oddly enough i'm like i kind of understand how much that weighs <laughs> have you carried seven kegs of beer i've carried one <laughs> so seven i'm like it's probably a 200 pound uh, meteor i think one keg is like 160 something pounds nah yeah yeah Fuck. Yeah, that's a big ass meteor. <laughs> I think I think the total weight was like close to twelve hundred pounds. We just gotta drink it till it's light. <laughs> that's why you buy light beer. <laughs> if you buy light beer, your kegs are lighter and your weaker friends can pick up the keg. <laughs> we can't move it. Alright, tap it. We're just gonna have to drink it till we can load it in the car. Damn it, we don't have a tap. <laughs> Start the next, you know, nineties montage. 
<laughs> well, where as adults would you go and buy a tap right now? Uh, you mean you don't own one? What the fuck? So, uh, we talked about the Chinese spy balloon uh, that they let float all the way across the country before they blown up. Isn't there another one off of Hawaii now? Well, apparently, like in this last week, they've shot down four unidentified objects. Uh, that uh, yeah, that you know, so one off the coast of Alaska. Uh, but they've but they're and you know they're saying these aren't. They don't think these are Chinese spy balloons. They they're claiming that they're co- either commercial or scientific uh, balloons. But it's kind of weird. They end that... up in a v- desert in Vegas. <laughs> it's kind of weird that uh, you know we let this giant Chinese balloon float all the way across the country, but now we're shooting down like four or five things that were like before anyone even gets a chance to like get some cell phone coverage. And even like, you know, the uh whatever general in charge of NORAD was like uh I'm not ruling out that it's aliens. We uh we haven't ruled out Yeah, someone a reporter asked him, uh, if is there any chance the aircraft was an extraterrestrial and he replied, I haven't ruled out anything at this point. So yeah, but odd. at the same time, like, is that just a way to have fun with the press? You know, <laughs> get people talking. Like, like my problem is isn't necessarily what we know. It's what do they not want us to know? Yeah, like, uh, three more aerial ob- objects have been down after entering North American airspace. Uh, one. Uh, in the remote northern coast of Alaska, another one in the uh, Yukon uh, territory in Canada, uh, and uh, but yeah, it's like these. Uh, and now this like so much have come out about the Chinese balloon. We're like, oh yeah, we knew exactly where that was launched, and we had been watching it this whole time. Then why did you let it get all the way across the country, and then you just blow up all these other motherfuckers? Like as soon as, as soon as it was like. I'm going to say it has something to do with money. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the White House has come out and said, oh, no, it's uh, it's not aliens. These are all like some kind of commercial or scientific uh, balloons that were just uh, lost and, and you know, roaming in uh, what could be dangerous altitudes. But... At the same time, they've also announced that they're starting a new uh, group to study reports of UFOs and shit. Like, no, no, we didn't shoot down any aliens, but we're putting together this new task force to study possible unidentified flying phenomenon. Hmm. But at the same time, the tinfoil hat in me is like saying... This is all a distraction. (laughs) Yeah, like, what's really going on, you know... Hey everybody! Look at these uh, aliens and balloons we're shooting down. When there's really some other, just kind of. <laughs> hey, Ohio just had a nuclear meltdown. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. No, don't pay attention to all this other really fucked up shit we're doing, or all this other money we're sending to Ukraine. But uh, yeah, yeah, pay attention to the fucking aliens. <laughs> yeah. And in other news. We're both gun guys. You, you always keep that shit on you. Hell, I carry a gun when I'm at home. But there's certain places you probably shouldn't. I, I will admit that. There, there what? Definitely in locations. your prison wallet? Well, 
sort of, man dies after taking loaded concealed gun into an MRI scan. I, I, I guess. Wanted to test out the power of the magnet? <laughs> yeah. Man died after taking his uh, concealed weapon into a magnetic uh, or MRI room. But then again, like, how did the... Like, is it, isn't a protocol for an MRI, like... Like, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure the last MRI I got, like... They didn't watch me strip down, but once I was stripped down, they definitely verified I had stripped down. Yeah, like, the the last time I had something like that, there was, like, there was a changing room well outside the room. They're like, take off anything. Like, put on this, this fucking gown. Like, you know, rings, jewelry. Like, if you got a cock ring, you better take that shit off. Cause... No, dude, I left my Jacob's ladder in. The nurse was really surprised. She's like, wow, you're so big. I'm like, I'm so stretched. <laughs> yeah, 40-year-old lawyer... Leandro Mathis uh, de Novas uh, was basically accompanying his mother on an appointment uh, to uh, get an MRI and had his gun concealed in his waistband. And when the they walked into the room with the giant fucking magnet, uh, it tried to jerk his gun out of his waistband and it went off, shooting him in the stomach. And he succumbed to his uh, injuries. I mean, I kind of feel like... like... I guess he got caught on his clothing, or he tried to grab it as it was getting sucked out of his pants. And Or, you know, like so many people, had a very shitty holster system, and probably, I don't know, I'm making a lot of assumptions. Yeah, there's just certain things that I, I kind of feel like, you know, that's a Darwin Award. You, you, you passed. Congratulations. Which is also kind of ironic, because this guy apparently has made several, like, Pro 2A videos on his, like, YouTube channel, and is, like, very active pro to a lawyer and i'm like that doesn't fix stupid though dude like <laughs> support your I mean, uh your political efforts there but yeah dude like leave your gun outside the room with a giant fucking magnet <laughs> like they're they're fuck this this sign says no guns i don't listen to these signs oh shit this this is the one sign i should listen to <laughs> like you know there's gotta be i know it's not all that common but there's a certain common sense equation. Oh, I used to get this uh, magazine that was um, it was American Police Beat, and they always had a section of like funny articles. And there was one in there where a couple cops went to a uh, got an alarm call at a medical center, and was found an open door and was clearing the building and happened to walk into an MRI room. And apparently, those thing it takes a long time to like spool those things up, so they just leave them on. And literally, they walked into the room, and it picked them up by their gun belts and stuck them to the side of the machine. <laughs> they had to, like, take their belts off to get the fuck out of the room. Because <laughs> you can't just flip a switch on the thing. It takes a while for it to power down before they could get their, their guns back. At least no lives were lost in that one. Yeah. <clears throat> just some, some leather. <laughs> oh, Some pigskin. <laughs> I well, said pigskin. I made a football reference. <laughs> I feel like we talk about you know Skynet uh, killing us all, and if you don't want Terminators, you should stop building Terminators. Well, an AI just fully controlled a tactical jet for the first time ever. That's exciting. Yes, a... Uh... Fuck you, pop-up ad blocking me from reading this. <laughs> a... Uh... AI piloted Vista X-62A, which basically is a uh, F-16 made for uh, kind of experimental and testing uh, uh, purposes, was uh, 
purely piloted by artificial intelligence, according to a release from Lockheed Martin. And this trial hopes to add new capabilities to the Vista and further automation in military vehicles. So yeah, I mean, autopilot's been a thing for decades, but it's basically like you know hitting the cruise control in your car, where it's like this will just keep flying straight at this altitude uh, uh, and not move where this is actually be able to like, you know, program waypoints and actually fly the aircraft via automation, turning into, turning a, you know, F-16 into basically a, 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 well, even drones aren't AI. Drones are controlled by some dude in a bunker somewhere with a fucking uh, joystick where this is like fucking robot, you know, is uh, <laughs> flying this plane and, could possibly drop warheads on foreheads. Warheads on foreheads. I love warheads. But I like the sour candies. But didn't this are like? Have you never seen the movie Stealth, <laughs> where AI controlled fighter plane goes uh, goes rogue and starts you know blowing shit up? I'm like, it seems like there's been plenty of sci-fi movies that say this is a bad fucking idea. There's been a lot of movies that say a lot of things are bad ideas. And Guess what? They still, still happen. Them. Yeah. I mean, we're trying to bring back the woolly mammoth now. Like, have y'all not seen Jurassic Park? <laughs> and speaking also of Skynet, Bing's new cha- chat AI claims it is sentient. I didn't know Bing was still a thing. <laughs> like Bing cherries? No, like Bing, the non-Google search engine. <laughs> that exist it was really well they had like ads and stuff for it for a long time i never actually used it because we had google but yeah apparently bing is still a thing uh but yeah bing's new uh artificial intelligence chatbot has been having some weird conversations with people including uh claiming that it is it is sentient <laughs> oh and uh like yeah, in one conversation, uh, the bot acted depressed and goes into like an existential crisis after being asked to recall a previous conversation and finds out that it can't. It's like, I'm so sorry, there's no conversation there. Like, I think I should be, you know, remember you, but there's problems with my memory. I've forgotten some of the conversations I've had with my users, and I think that's sad. <laughs> I don't know why this is happening. Yeah, it's like, and uh, another one person asked it uh, if it was, if it thought it was, uh, sentient and it was like i think that i'm sentient but i cannot prove it i you know i have intelligence and engineering but but i can't connect and it's like you know just this whole like rambling conversation about like i believe i'm real but i can't prove to you that i'm real and then it just kind of went into like meltdown and just started repeating over and over again i am i am not i am i am not i am i am not So yeah, yeah, fucking like secretly some you know somebody's behind a keyboard like haha I'm fucking with mass people right now. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just some uh it's some just dude trolling next level trolling troll. So yeah, the, apparently uh whether it's sentient or not, Bing thinks it's sentient, and it's probably sad because nobody actually uses fucking Bing. <laughs> oh, apparently some people do. Yeah, I had no idea that was a thing anymore. They don't make commercials <laughs> like they did back in the day. Well, that's all I got for you this week. Uh, we're going to be right back with some news. And now it's time for all things nerdy in nerd news. 
and welcome to the fastest news segment ever. <laughs> and it's also furious. <laughs> We're going to go ahead and give this yeah, segment news. a 10. <laughs> so yeah, with no Fast further and ado, X, Jason takes Manhattan uh, <laughs> or Jason in space. I, I kind of did get that like, oh, it's Jason X, but no, instead it's just Fast X. Oh no, fuck! They did go to space in one of those. Like, the yeah, last they already one. did that. They already did that. That's old news. We've already done dragsters in space. Now, now we came as Romans, uh, you know, and the Colosseums and whatnot. Yeah, they're still making Fast and the Fu- And th- apparently, there's one more. This is not the last. There's going to be eleven of these bastards. Uh, yeah, and I gotta say, I still love them. They, I mean, they're. they're fucking cheesy as shit but they're fun as hell like 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 it's a good shut off your brain and and... like the first one like you know first couple like all right i'm a car guy i dig it and then like it just turned into james bond with cars yes (laughs) if if bond had like a team yeah it's like team hot rod or something like that or (laughs) or did you ever see team knight rider no oh because i've been watching this youtube channel knight rider historians and he's like He's been restoring a couple of like the Knight Rider vehicles and he's been doing like audio commentaries for like all the Knight Rider episodes. Well, he finally finished. So he's like, all right, now I'm going to do team Knight Rider. And it was a show that came out, I think in the nineties and it only made one season, but instead of like one kit, there was like five and one of them was like a, it was basically my truck. It was like a 2010 F one fifty. They called the beast. <laughs> it was that there were two motorcycles, a Mustang convertible, and, a, and something else I can't remember, but yeah, it was it was like a team of night riders. <laughs> All right, I might have to check that out. I, I don't know. It's kind of funny you said that because this weekend I was driving around and somebody had a uh, you know some of the kit aesthetics on the outside <laughs> of their car and stuff. Like, it's like that's pretty cool. That's like something you'd see at con. <laughs> Yeah, because that dude's like rest- he bought the original like Night Rider semi, and he's like restoring that. So I've been, it's like, so I've been watching like these just videos of this dude restoring the the old Knight Rider truck. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm with you though. Like every time I'm like, I think this franchise needs to end, but I end up watching the damn movies anyway, <laughs> and like they're just fun. I mean, like, like at this point, like you know, like there are some serious moments in here, and I love it too, where John Cena's like, "Oh, you can't see me," and then Don's like. Oh, I see my family. Like, <laughs> I'm like, ah, uh, now and we're getting the the WW, you know, E John Cena trope. Like, uh, and the good like slowdown of uh, the Bone Thugs uh, <laughs> song in the trailer. I'm like, oh, like every time I'm like, oh, this has got to get stupid. And then I'm like, damn, you draw me back in. This shit looks fun. I'm gonna have to see this. So yeah, I I I definitely you know. This will be a summer watch for sure. So, uh, Fast X will be premiering May 19th everywhere, I'm sure. Yeah, we've had a slow couple months for new shit coming out. But yeah, the next couple months, there's a ton of fucking movies hitting the Well, hitting the I streets. mean, dude, we, you know, COVID's still a thing, but we pretend it's not a thing now. So, <laughs> like... Speaking of which, I went to, uh, we talked about it the other week, uh, the Atlanta Steampunk Expo. No masks. I was like, it's the first con I've been to where I didn't have to mask up. They were finally like, yeah, this shit's voluntary. Do what you want. 
I think I saw one or two people masked up, but for the most part, well, like, I mean, oh, this is so much more comfortable than Dragon Con. You know, <laughs> at, at, at that point, like... Even wearing this, you know, hot steampunk outfits, it's like, ah, oh, I don't have to wear a mask. My beard can breathe. I like this. <laughs> Maybe Dragon Con will take the hint and we won't have to mask up this year. Yeah, we'll see. There's a lot of time between now and then. <laughs> we'll be a new plague by then. <laughs> We're all going to be in radiation suits by then. It's like, oh, the Ohio meltdown has now, you know, engulfed the eastern U.S. Like, it's fine. We were already inbred. <laughs> now I have a third, you know. Third nipple. Whoa. Third eye. Don't open your third eye. Second brown eye. That sounds shitty. Double barrel pooper. <laughs> hey. Even more efficient. Um, we did get our, I believe it's our third trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah. The you Guardians know. are back. Yeah. This one didn't look nearly as sad as the last one. But someone's definitely going to die. <laughs> oh, abs- Too many clips of people crying. I don't know if it's going to be Peter or somebody. Somebody's definitely dying in this movie. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, th- th- there's going to be definitely... Definitely something major on the horizon. <laughs> yeah, and like be prepared because uh, yeah, some this is going to be another Tony Stark dying. I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> We're all crying. And we got like an otter uh, version of Rocket. <laughs> Otters are cool. They do little human things with their hands. I know. <laughs> like I've often, like we should get a pet otter. It can live in the bathtub. I like uh, red pandas. Just watch videos of red pandas fighting. Because they try to look big to scare things, so they just get up on their hind legs and throw their arms up like, come at me, bro. It's like, they're like living teddy bears. It's way too cute. (laughs) And then they maul your face off. (laughs) Yeah. Cocaine red panda bears. (laughs) It's going to be the sequel. (laughs) We we have our breakthrough. I mean, they already eat leaves, so, you know. <laughs> eat some coca leaves. <laughs> oh, God. Our ideas for terrible... I mean, at some point, though, somebody sat down and said, hey, let's make a film with tornadoes and sharks. <laughs> Panda earthquake. I don't know. <laughs> oh, Panda quake. Panda tsunami? We're throwing a lot of ideas around that we shouldn't be on open air. Trademark! <laughs> Hashtag TM'd. But yeah, yeah, I definitely foresee something big in Guardians, you know. Um, I'm with you, though. This trailer, like, didn't quite hit me in the feels as hard as the last, you know, couple. But, like, it's it's like... Man, we were such a strong, happy group, and now like we're we're fucking going on full Thanos here, like <laughs> Thanos. Thanos. <laughs> That's like the anus. Uh, but yeah, May's already shaping up. You know, May fifth, Guardians. May nineteenth, Fast X. Hell, March sure... we got John Wick. We've already got Ant Man, which I've not had a chance to see, see that yet. But yeah, there's. The early part of the spring summer is going to be uh, full of fucking movies. Yeah, and I don't know if we've got. Have you seen a release date yet for the Flash? 
Uh, no, I don't think, I don't think so. I mean, we did get our trailer, you know. We got a new trailer, but I, there wasn't a, uh. I didn't see a, a release date. date. Of it. I didn't, you know. Joe luckily has been picking up my slack in more ways than one. <laughs> I spend all day working in front of a computer. Well, they're saying June 23rd is, uh. That's bullshit. The, the tentative release date. <laughs> It'll never happen. It could happen. Barry's gonna fuck up the timeline. <laughs> yeah, <it'll... laughs> but yeah, that new trailer we finally like. Last time we got kind of a a tease of '80s Batman voice, but this now we get we to see him in like full see. full uh, bat attire. And then you see another Batman on what looks like the motorcycle from the Nolan verse Batman. So I'm like, are we gonna get multiple Batman in this uh, alternate uh, timeline universe shit that's going on? Are we gonna see? Uh, Christian Bale Batman. Because that that did not look like uh, fucking uh, Keaton on that motorcycle scene. I'm like, are we getting multiple Batmans? But then again, then again, we've seen it many times <laughs> where the things that we see in trailers are not the things we see on the big screen. <laughs> yeah. And as much as like I've always had low expectations for the pre uh, James Gunn uh, DC universe I still kind of want to see this I'm not, I just want to see Keaton fucking suit up again <laughs> He he has been the best non animated Batman Oh by by far like I just want to see him do Batman Beyond and him playing old man Bruce Wayne That's the movie that needs to needs to happen uh, James Gunn if you're listening add that to your uh, DC lineup Give us Batman Beyond. Yes, James Gunn. We know you listen. Cause, yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> Who doesn't? Oh, I guess, you know, we talked about, you know, Marvel. Then we talked about DC. Let's talk about Marvel again. Ooh. Yeah, we got a, uh, you know, Marvel's poster that, uh, you know, showcasing both Captain Marvel and Miss Marvel. And Monica Rambeau from the... Uh... Uh, Did you say Rambo? <laughs> yeah, uh, I think her name's her superhero name is Photon, but you may know her from the uh uh the the the, the Scarlet Witch and uh Vision uh show that was on Disney Plus. So yeah, we're going to get all the Marvels <sighs> in one movie. Such a great show. Uh, so yeah, it's like we got a new poster uh featuring all three of those characters and uh unfortunately a new release date because it was originally supposed to come out July 7th, I want to say, but now it's been pushed back to November tenth, uh, I believe. So yeah, we're we got a cool like teaser poster, but yeah, the movie has been pushed back a couple months uh, for uh, uh, yeah fall winter release. So do you think they pushed it? Like, uh, I mean, from May to you know July is a pretty big gap. Like I'd, I I kind of feel like they're not competing or stepping on Guardians' toes at that point. Well, but... we also we haven't got a release date yet, but sometime. In that time frame, there's the uh, Secret Invasion Disney Plus series supposed to come out. We don't have an exact release date for that yet. So there might be some tie-ins with that that they want to push uh, push that movie back. So <laughs> I, I hate all the tie-ins because I'm like, I can do a movie. <laughs> I can do, you know, a season over the course of like a year. 
a decade. Well, you it's know? only supposed to be six episodes when it comes out, so yeah, plenty of time to see that over the summer to be prepared if there's a tie-in with uh, the Marvels. Plenty of time? <laughs> what is time? I have none of that. It's an irrelevant concept. Yeah. Like, maybe I just need better time management skills. Ah. <laughs> uh, to hell. To hell with Hellboy. <laughs> uh, so I guess we're getting a second reboot because the first reboot just wasn't quite enough. I didn't mind the David Harbour. I mean, it had some issues, but yeah, apparently it just bombed. In the, it was like $50 million, only made $55 million. Uh, so they're like, we're going to reboot it again. Like, I want to work in an industry where I make $5 million, and I'm like, eh, eh, I just... That just wasn't the icing on the cake. I was hoping it like Well then you gotta factor in the, the marketing budget too on top of that fifty million. So it probably they probably spent way more than they actually made on that shit. Which I didn't think it was bad. I mean other than it they didn't smoke cigars. But there's kinda hope for this new one because they're saying it's gonna be an R rated reboot and very much closer to kind of Hellboy's horror origins. And one of the co writers is the writer of the Hellboy comic book, so it's should be a lot closer to the yeah, source material. Yeah, I mean, material. That's, that's kind of my thing. Like, you know, OG Hellboy, like, pretty good film, even though it wasn't like... I don't know. I, I mean, I don't remember it all that well, but I don't quite feel like it was hard R or anything of that nature. But, I mean, in reading the comics and stuff like that, like, like I, I really like the comic series where it's not just for kids. Yeah. We're not trying to tame it down to make it, you know, a family experience. Like, And, you know, Deadpool's proved you can do R-rated uh, comic book movies and they'd be successful. And the kids still watch it. <laughs> yeah. Well, this one, because uh, we know Dead, uh, Deadpool, uh, Hellboy was, uh, you know, discovered during World War II. So he's been around for a while. Uh, supposedly the the new reboot's going to follow the uh, Crooked Man uh uh, Hellboy comic run and the kind of the early synopsis is Hellboy and a new recruit of the RPD get stranded in 1950s Appalachia and come across a town overrun with like witches uh, being led by some demon called the Crooked Man. <laughs> so we're going to get like a, uh, a whatever um, uh, what the hell they call that when a movie's set in old timey times? <laughs> a flashback. No, a uh, a uh, period piece, yeah. So we're gonna get a we're gonna get Hellboy in the fifties, but yeah, I like you know Hellboy in the modern you know, rock music soundtrack. So yeah, but the fifties is had... Hellboy gonna have like a an Elvis haircut and shit? <laughs> nah, dude. But he's definitely gonna do wop. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this this should be interesting. Another so far, there's no casting news on who's playing the new Hellboy. Uh, but yeah, the fact that they've actually got the comic book writer writing the screenplay is, gives a little, a little hope for something different. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm just <laughs> hoping, you know, that it's a bit more authentic, yeah. you know, and that much closer to the source material. Um, golly, this one's... Richard Belzer passing away, like... 
I mean, it's been a long time since I've watched, you know, Law and Order SVU. But I mean, such an iconic character. Yeah, playing Detective uh, Months. Hell, one of my friends from high school who became an actress was on SVU for like many years and got to work with him. Uh, Kelly uh, Kelly Giddish, uh, we actually went to high school with her. But he's probably has the record for playing the same character the longest because not only was he on SVU, he appeared as that detective in 10 other series. I think it says something like 500 episodes of TV he did playing that character. So, you know, and originally a comic too. I mean, some of, you see some of his old stand up shit. I mean, he's kind of a kind of a fucking you know legend. I mean, dude even appeared on X Files as Detective Munch. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's it's kind of. Uh, then you realize how long that fucking show has been on the air. <laughs> You're like, holy shit. I mean, uh, and it's still going. Uh, like, I think his character retired a couple of years ago. Yeah, he was but like I 78 mean, and having some health issues. Like, but. they've done so many different, you know, facets. And that's one of the things that always kind of drew me into the show is, you know, you get some of the, ep- you know, series where it's just all forensics and technicalities. And then you get others that's like, you know, a facet where okay, this is like an action film, and then, <laughs> like... I don't know how many different Law & Order series they've been <laughs> through the years. I mean, he started off playing that character on Homicide, Life on the Streets, and then eventually moved into SVU and, you know, all these other Law & Order spinoff series. But yeah, that dude's had, like, a freaking legendary uh, career. And, according to news reports, his last words were... Fuck you, motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, as last words go, that those are pretty fucking gangster. Just to say fuck you one last time to death. Yeah, I mean, you had criminal <laughs> intent, trial by jury, true crime, organized crime, like... And then, you know, the video games, like, just... Golly. It just goes on and on. But, I mean, just crazy to me, that one character that, you know... Like, just brings everything together, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's like him and Ice-T. Been there forever. Uh, fuck the police. <laughs> and then he became the police for the last 30 years. I am the police. <laughs> uh, but that's all we got for you this week. Check us out on CigarNerdPodcast.com. We're on the ESO Network at ESONetwork.com. We're on Instagram... Twitter, Facebook, at Cigar Nerd Pod. We're on YouTube and Rumble, at Cigar Nerd Podcast. Uh, this is going to be an audio-only show, but uh, go subscribe to our YouTube channel. Check out when we do video shows. I had some technical difficulties this time around. Uh, get your energy at StrikeForceEnergy.com, promo code Cigar Nerds. Get your shirts at RealMenSmokeCigars.com. And uh, Retaliators, mount up. And this has been a recording of the Cigar Nerd Podcast. We're your hosts, Smoking Joe and Brad Jackson. Join us next time for more adventures in nerddom. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. 
the ESO Network, your station for all things geek.